Hello you, and welcome to Change Your Relationship with Food, the podcast hosted by me, Kyla Holly. With many years' experience as an eating disorder and bariatric therapist, I know exactly what it takes to help you break free from your diet history and develop a more healthy relationship with food. Please follow this podcast to make sure you don't miss a thing. Ozempic is in the news almost daily, and it's worth having a look at what this drug is, what it does, how it works, and ultimately whether it's worth all the hype that it's getting at the moment. Ozempic is basically a drug called semaglutide, and it's a once a week injection that was developed for people with diabetes, type 2 diabetes. And if you have a look on the Ozempic website, it actually says on there, this is not a weight loss drug. But the interesting thing was with Ozempic that during the drug trials that they had, they actually noticed that the participants were losing weight and they kind of stumbled across something which is the holy grail that pharmaceutical companies have been looking for for decades, which is an effective weight loss solution. And everybody knew from the sort of pharmaceutical community that the company that managed to do this would be sitting on a gold mine. So there's been lots and lots of attempts over the years using different mechanisms to manufacture a weight loss drug that actually works well, but with minimal side effects. And prior to this, nobody had actually really got there in the past. There's been lots and lots of different attempts, some of them deadly if you go back a couple of decades to things like um, Dexfen and Fenfen. They had sometimes deadly results and they had to be withdrawn from the market. So we haven't quite nailed it yet from a pharmaceutical point of view. And then along comes Ozempic and suddenly the manufacturer is sitting on this potential gold mine. But the thing is that Ozempic is not approved for weight loss. It's approved for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. The drug was launched and depending on what country you were in, it was launched between about 2017 up to 2019 in different countries. And the way it works, it's actually what we call a GLP-1 agonist, which means it mimics GLP-1 in the body. And what that does is decrease our blood sugar levels, and it also lowers our appetite by going straight to the hypothalamus in the brain, and it slows our digestion in the stomach. So the stomach empties slower, which means that we feel fuller for longer. This works very well by working on those sort of mechanisms for people, but yes, not approved for weight loss. So this is a big problem. What happened is that a lot of GPs started prescribing Ozempic sort of off script. So for people that had weight loss needs, but weren't necessarily diabetic, and if they were both, well, then it kind of legitimized even more prescribing this drug. And then, of course, it became famous. It went viral, as we say nowadays. And suddenly, everybody wanted Ozempic. The manufacturer, which is a Danish company called Novo Nordisk, actually realized the potential of this drug and very quickly wanted to get it licensed for weight loss. And they did that in 2021, so quite recently. And what they've called the weight loss version of Ozempic is actually Wegovi. 
if you look on the Wegovy website, and it's basically the same drug. It's it, They're both um, semaglutide, but different brand names. And if you look on the Wegovy website, it's all about weight loss and very, very focused on weight loss as being the primary outcome for that drug. What these are is a little pen that you inject yourself with on a weekly basis and you start to increase the dosage as your body becomes more and more tolerant of the drug. So you start on quite a low dose and you build it up as the weeks go on until you get to the full dose of this drug. If you look at the Wigovi website, because the Azempic website doesn't actually tell you anything about weight loss and it very expressly says this is not a weight loss drug but if you flip over to the Wigovi website it's all about the weight loss and they actually have a calculator on there that tells you how much weight you could lose and the interesting thing is there's lots of figures on the Wigovi website and every one of them I've actually found quite confusing because they are comparing the figures to a placebo study where on the placebo study that they did, people who were just on the placebo and not on the drug actually lost weight as well. The whole trial was basically a random trial where people would be allocated either to the placebo or to Wigovi. And in addition to that, they had to follow a calorie reduced diet and they had to increase their exercise. So they went on a traditional diet, basically, and they either did or didn't add Wigovi and they measured the results. What they found was that, yes, people lost more weight if they were on Wigovi. But obviously, people that were just following the diet and the exercise plan and taking the placebo, they actually still lost weight. So the figures I find are really confusing because they're comparing the two and they're saying things like 30% of people taking Wigovi lost 20% more weight than the placebo group. And then you kind of think about that and you go, hold on, let me try and translate that in my brain. 30%, so less than a third of people who actually took the Wigovi lost a little bit more weight, 20% more weight than the placebo group. And then suddenly you kind of go, well, hold on, that, that doesn't sound massively impressive now I think about it. They have on the website one of these calculators where you can put in your own weight and it will tell you how much you are likely to lose if you take Wigovi. So I put in my weight and the, what it quotes you is basically a 5% weight loss. So that's pretty much all Wigovi is actually guaranteeing. So for my weight, I put it in and it said I would lose eight pounds, which isn't a huge amount of weight. In old money, if you go back to stones, it's it's just over half a stone. And if you put it into kilos, it would be about, I would say, four kilos, something like that. So not a real life-changing amount of weight. And for someone that only has four or five kilos to lose, it might be something which you would entertain. But for someone that comes into this with, say, 50 kilos to lose, then is this really going to make enough of a difference to warrant actually taking the medication, injecting yourself once a week, 
coping with the side effects and also the cost, which depending on which country you're in is not unsubstantial. In the US, the price apparently I found quoted on the internet is $936 per month. So that puts it into the category where, to be honest, this is only for the rich over in the US. Nobody on a average income when you've got mortgage or rent to pay and you've got bills to pay is going to be able to afford to drop nearly $1,000 per month on losing 5% of their body weight. I just don't see that that works out mathematically. The cheapest country uh, for this drug is $83 and that's in France. The price varies dramatically depending on where you are in the world. But obviously, this is big, big money. Now, in 2023, the manufacturer of these drugs, which is Novo Nordisk in Denmark, actually reported that they were now worth, in US dollars, $500 billion. And the majority of that is off the back of Ozempic and Wigovi. So huge money to be made. And they have the license for these drugs for at least another kind of decade or so. So we won't begin to get generic versions of these drugs for a long, long while to come. What has happened, though, is that a counterfeit market has sprung up with counterfeit drugs being made. So mimicking the pens that Ozempic and Wigovi come in and putting in those pens things that are not semaglutide. I've heard of pens just being filled with insulin and they have caused people to have a hypoglycemic episode and seizures. There's some drugs which I would imagine are filled with just an inert substance and you don't realise it until you've been injecting maybe sterile water for a while and you would hope it's sterile because you don't know where this stuff comes from and you don't know what's in these pens. So you've got to be really, really careful when you see these drugs being offered on the internet, especially if they're at knockdown prices because the counterfeit market has apparently sprung up. And when you think about it, this could be a really dangerous situation we find ourselves in where people are desperate to lose weight, can't afford the genuine product, and are turning to the black market in order to find a cheap product which they think is exactly the same. And it's probably not. You've also got to consider before you embark on a course of this medication what side effects you're going to encounter. And some of them are very common side effects. Nausea, abdominal pain, vomiting, constipation, diarrhea. They're all side effects which are almost expected. And I've had some of my clients that have used this medication and some of them report that the nausea that they experience, they believe is why they lose weight because they felt so nauseous all the time they couldn't actually eat anything. Then you've got a kind of way up. Is this the life I want to lead where I'm feeling nauseous the whole time? I'm having abdominal pains. I'm I'm dealing with constipation or diarrhea all for the sake of a bit of weight loss. So we really have to consider how this affects your life and what compromises you're willing to make. Is it actually worth it? 
I mean, that's a question that only the individual can answer. But certainly from what I've seen with my clients, that's that's the big question mark for me. Also, with the cost of it, you've got to realize that as soon as you come off one of these medications, what's likely to happen? And what's likely to happen is your appetite will return, sometimes with a vengeance. It will result in the regain of the weight you've lost and possibly send you into a situation where you go back to where you started and you gain a little more on top of that as well. The good news is, of course, the side effects are likely to disappear as soon as you stop taking the medication. But what will happen is your blood sugar will climb as well. And some of the research around this has suggested that the blood sugar levels actually raise higher to your starting point before you went on the medication. Some of the more serious side effects though, you know, a lot of people are willing to kind of put up with a bit of nausea and and a bit of um, a few gastric issues. But in the longer term, you've got to consider some of the more serious side effects that are mentioned by the drug manufacturer. And they include uh, thyroid tumors, which includes cancerous tumors on the thyroid pancreatitis, changes in our vision, kidney failure, gallbladder problems. You know, some of these are long-term problems that will cause a knock-on medical effect that we may have to deal with for the rest of our lives. So the upshot of all this is, firstly, are you prepared to be on this medication forever? Because really, that's what you're committing to if you start taking it. And that's what the pharmaceuticals want you to do. You, They want you to be a patient or a customer for life on that medication and just accept that it's part of your daily life. At the cost of, as I said before, in the US, nearly $1,000 a month. That really is a long-term commitment that a lot of people can't afford to actually keep going with. You've also got to consider, does this actually change your habits? Does it change your relationship with food? Does it change the way that you think? And also something that's worth thinking about is the way that our brain works. When we're doing a behavior and we're getting a really big reward for it and the brain connects those two together, it seems worthwhile to us to continue. In the early days with these medications, what's going to happen is you take the medication, which is the the effort, the behavior uh, and the financial investment, but you're getting a reward. So this is a behavior that you're actually, it feels okay to be investing in because the reward is there. But you are going to reach a point where the reward stops and your weight actually resettles again at a lower level. Now, this might be 10 kilos from where you started. It might be five kilos from where you started. It might be as much as 15 or 20 kilos from where you started. But at that point, when your weight levels off, you're still having to make the behavior change. You're still having to make the financial investment, but you're not getting that perceived reward that goes along with it. And at that point, what we tend to do as humans is ask ourselves, what's the point? Because we don't see the benefit any longer. And that's that point where people, I think, are going to start to say, oh, this is costing me money. 
everything else is going up. This is money I could be spending on my bills, putting it in the bank account, going on holiday, spending time with my family, you know, all those other things that they might then consider is much more worthwhile than simply maintaining the weight loss that they enjoyed a few months previous. I'm interested to know what you think about this because I think it's the way that we are going where drug companies are going to continually look for weight loss solutions. It's that quick fix that everybody's been dreaming about for years because it's going to make a lot of money for the manufacturers. And for a lot of people, they will perceive it as a good alternative to traditional dieting, which they've tried and which has failed a number of times. So please look at my other podcast about why diets fail. Quite understandably, they're disillusioned, they're frustrated, they just want to shift a little bit of weight. And when what looks like a viable solution comes along, people are very quick to jump on the bandwagon. But we have to consider the long-term effects. We've got to consider the side effects. We've got to consider what we're doing to our bodies by injecting a drug into it on a weekly basis that has these remarkable effects. What's the bigger picture? What are these things actually doing to us? And also, how committed are you? Are you prepared to pay for this and keep on this medication forever? Because if you are not, it's simply a quick fix and it will only last short term. Now, please hit me up with your thoughts about this. I'm really interested to hear opinions from people that have been on these medications or for people that have seen perhaps a side effect to the medications, which was very undesired or any other opinions, write to me, jump on board, put comments down and let me know how you think about this and also how long it will last because Zempic is the buzzword out there now, but how long will that last until we get another buzzword like Wegovi, which is practically the same thing. And also there's others in the pipeline as well, like Monjara, which is on its way, which is a slightly different formulation, which still has the the same mechanism. It's still a, a GLP-1 agonist. So there's lots to come. And as these medications become more sophisticated over the years, we're going to be offered more and more and more options of ways to lose that little bit of weight. None of these medications at this stage are as effective if you've got 50, 60, 70 kilos to lose as something like bariatric surgery. And that's something we will be talking about in the next podcast. It's an area that I've been involved in for many years, so I do know a lot about that subject, but it's not for everyone. So I'm hopefully going to give a balanced opinion and give you as much knowledge as I can about bariatrics and whether it's something which might suit you if you're carrying a lot of extra weight and that's causing a lot of comorbidities, physical and medical problems. It might be something for you or it might be something that once you have the information, you realise it's not for you. So that's what we're going to be talking about next time and I will see you then. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. You 
can send your show ideas, questions or suggestions to info at acfeb.com.